It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome as we get ready for today's game against the Arizona Coyotes. Then the Sharks have one more game on the road taking on Vancouver before they are off for three for the Christmas break. The San Jose Sharks uh, have lost three in a row. They got the 2-1 win uh, a week ago Tuesday over Winnipeg. Since then, it was a Friday night loss to Arizona a Sunday loss to Colorado. Then back home Tuesday night, losing to L.A. 4-1. By the way, L.A. played last night. They lost to the Kraken by a final of 2-1. And tonight, the Sharks are playing host to the Coyotes. 7.30 start time. Uh, again, on ESPN Plus again tonight. So if you want to listen to a home broadcast, you can sync up Dan Ruzanowski, who will be joined by Drew Remenda for tonight's game. Just pause your TV right when they're about to do the drop. Listen for Dan Ruzanowski to be describing the same moment. Then you press play on your TV, and you are synced up and good to go. Uh, some news out of Sharks morning skate this morning. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood will be getting the start, so hopefully he is looking to bounce back after a tough position he was put in on Sunday in Colorado. He'll be working with a good deal of rest. Uh, he's been off for three days, so he'll be able to have a uh, a good a good showing tonight, we hope. Uh, Jan Ruda and Kalen Addison are options for tonight. Ty Emerson, as well as Ryan Carpenter, still not, so that's unfortunate As uh, for Carpenter in particular, who is getting the chance up from the uh, AHL once again. Uh, so we will see when he does get back. Um, and Philip Zadina, you know, really, David Quinn had a lot to say about him after the last game, talked about things being positive, talked about liking what he was seeing, and there's a pretty good chance we're going to see Zadina tonight on the Sharks' first line. Taking a look out of some of the games last night, like I said, the Kings lost to the Kraken 2-1, second night of a back-to-back -back for them. The Capitals got an overtime win over the Islanders. I was watching that one on uh, NHL on TNT before the Kings and Kraken game, and then the Red Wings fell to the Jets 5-2. So the Jets, seems like other than that loss to the Sharks as of late, they continue to play really, really good hockey. Otherwise, coming up this afternoon, we've got the Maple Leafs and the Sabres at 4, the Predators and the Flyers, who just continue to play really, really good hockey. They're at 4 as well. Also at 4 o'clock, we've got the Hurricanes and the Penguins and the Golden Knights visiting the Lightning as well as the Blues and the Panthers and then the Caps uh, take a visit to the Blue Jackets. Uh, 4.30, the Oilers are visiting the Devils. People are, uh, well, I think they're frustrated out there right now with the way the team's performing. The Canucks are visiting Dallas at 5. The Wild are playing host to the Montreal Canadiens. And then at 6, the Avs are hosting the Senators. And then at 7 o'clock, uh, the Ducks are going to be playing host to Calgary. So the night finishes with that 7.30 go time between the Sharks and the Coyotes. And like I said, then the Sharks have the game against the Canucks on Saturday before things are off for a couple of days, which I think everybody will appreciate due to the uh, Christmas holiday. 
I had a really good talk yesterday with one of the men who was acquired from the New Jersey Devils. And, well, I'll let you go at the start where we get the proper pronunciation of his name because I hear it many, many different ways. And you also got to give me how you pronounce your name because everybody in the broadcasting world pronounces it differently. Ohochuk. Ohochuk. And that's like, if I said that to a Russian, they wouldn't be like, dumb American. They would get it? Yeah, they okay. would get it. <laughs> we'll go from there. You, you moved here to the United States when you were, what, 17, 18 years old? Uh, I moved to Canada first. Canada, uh, yes, when yes. I was 16-ish. Um, just played junior for, played in Canada for three years. Um, my last year was there when COVID happened, so our season got canceled. And then I st- stayed whole summer and then... I moved to New Jersey for like um, HL. Yeah. So it's been three years in Canada and four years in U in US. Did you speak any English when you came over? No, I don't. I didn't. Like how, Zero. Like that's crazy to me, man. Like obviously, like hockey is a universal language. You got out there on the ice. Like I assume some of the drills were the same, but I mean, did you did you start studying or did you just start hanging out with their teammates? Uh, I mean, first of all, like first half a year it was pretty hard you know like I didn't understand like coaches and stuff like so it was kind of tough but then um, they put me like in a high school like kind of but it was like cooking class so like I didn't do anything there Um, (laughs) so I didn't learn anything there and um, I just said okay I'm not I don't want to like go to school and just waste my time I'd rather do like extra workout or something so mm-hmm. I did that and uh, you know I just started hanging out with more like uh, teammates and uh, I had like my best friend um, in the team like he taught me a lot and he would speak like really slow so I understand so it was really helpful and then it was just like always getting better and better and then when COVID happened actually I started watching like a lot of um, TV shows in English so that helped me a lot yeah that's I mean I just think about how difficult that would be especially because you know you're it's not like you're just existing you're trying to work with teammates you know you're Mm -hmm. trying to work with people and like I know Tommy came over you know when he was really young you know his English was you know he could say a couple things and now he's fully fluent you don't I mean, like, obviously you have an accent, but you're speaking like a Californian. Like, you're, you don't say want to, you say wanna. Like, that's, like, how, how we say it out here and stuff. Like, that's, like, the American accent. Like, how long did it take you to get comfortable with just, like, because, you know, like, when you're a player, we all come up to you and shove a microphone into your face. Like, at what point did you feel like you could express what you wanted to say? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard to answer right now. You know, it's all changes in my head. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just... You know, like Monday, I was just thinking, like, what am I thinking in my head in in my Russian language or English? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think in English, sometimes I think in Russian, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, but when I remember uh, in junior, you know, like uh, right after the game, um, they do the like interview, mm-hmm. which is, like live, and my English wasn't was okay, but not great, and it was so loud. Like for me. Even now, like, it's got to be, like, quiet, and like, I got to look at the person to understand him. Yeah. But it was, like, so loud, I couldn't understand anything, but it was live. So it was yeah. kind of embarrassing. <laughs> you know, um, they asked me some questions. I'm just staring at him, like, 
what are you saying? Like, yeah. Well, no, that's the answer. I mean, that's crazy because you were probably more intimidated by that than actually playing the game, right? Like, whereas, like, most people would think, you know, hockey is the most difficult thing you could possibly do. But for you, it was the, you know, doing the live interview. Uh, I mean, both, you know. It, it was pretty hard to play without understanding coach, like, what he wants. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, I mean, I'm okay. Like, I got used to, you know, like... I I hope people get it that like sometimes like I don't understand something and I do some mistakes when I talk and interview, so I don't really think about it much. Mm. If I do a mistake, it, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think people I'm not are worried. Yeah, people are gonna hold it against you. I hope they know that I'm Russian, not American. That's not my first language. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think they can figure it out. Yeah. Do you and uh, Barbanov? Do you guys speak in English or Russian to each other? Uh, one, just me and him, like Russian, but like, let's say, right after the game last night, we went to Sana, and was, uh, Bur- Buro was there, mm-hmm. and uh, we were speaking English. Nice. Um, when you were growing up, like, like, the one that I always know about is um, Dynamo Moscow or Moscow Dynamo. Is that like, w- did you have a favorite team in the KHL growing up? Or were you paying attention to the <laughs> NHL or how did... I mean, um, like, my dream always uh, was, like, play for my hometown team, which is uh, Traktor Chrebinsk. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, they had like my uh, like son, like the right? rights, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, for until last summer. So that's pretty cool, man. Like, I like I think when people when you start getting more into the hockey world, you watch how good the KHL is, and you see just some of those teams. And like I know Moscow Dynamo because I work in soccer as well, and they have a soccer club too that's like one of the top ones um, in that league. So it's interesting to see these names and people paying attention. Um, and, you know, I always I just find it very interesting for people who do have to come over and, you know, make this huge transition. And like Russia is a fascinating country, man, like Russian history, the culture, all these great writers like in America. I always feel like we don't really have we have like what the news like we follow current events, Russia. But there's like two very different Russias. It's like the history of the country is just so fascinating. Like it's I mean, it's such a huge place as well. So many people, so many different subcultures as well. Like America is a melting pot, but so is Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100 percent, you know. From one side to other side, you can travel for a long time, like a few weeks maybe. How like have you? How many places in Russia have you been? Because like you ask like Americans, like you know it's a big country. Like not everybody's been to both coasts or like in the Midwest and stuff. I mean, uh, I've been a lot where, but like maybe like close to China. I wow didn't go there, uh, but I have like a he's my dad's cousin, so he lives there, and I know like. I think one time he was driving to our hometown and it took him like a week and a half. Yeah, that's a long <laughs> that's, drive. It's insane. <laughs> but like I, um, I didn't do last summer, but like before that, almost every summer I would drive either from Moscow to my hometown, which mm-hmm. is 24 hours. Really? Yeah, and um, sometimes I would do like a couple times a year. Oh, a couple times in the summer. Um, I mean, if it's me and my brother, we just, we don't stop. We just go straight. Like, you know, someone sleeps, someone yeah, drives. Yeah, someone drives, yeah. <laughs> when I go with my wife, I need to stop and sleep. Nice. So. <laughs> Good deal. Here's, here's the last Russian question for you. Uh, do you drink vodka when you're not playing? And if so, what should Americans look for? Because I know that they, some of the stuff they sell here, I've talked to other Russians, they're like, no, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, um, not, I do sometimes, not going to lie, but like, you know. I'm not really picky. <laughs> I mean, it, as long as it's good, you know. That's and, fair. And cold. So what, what's good then? What, like, what's what's a brand that you enjoy? Uh, 
Be a little guy's good. Okay. Okay. I'll look for that. Um, obviously, uh, the team is coming off a loss last night. Uh, you know, L.A., a very stout defensive team. Like, they play as a five-man unit out there. What do you think you guys can take away, look at what L.A. does so well defensively, and apply that to your guys' game? I mean, uh, you know, uh, we showed, like, uh, the games we won. The, we won because we played the right way. You know, we played all together. Um, as long as we like uh, play for each other, like you know, support the support the play. Like, let's say uh, they dump the puck and they have to break out. Like they have to break out. As long like forwards uh, get open and like support us, it's easier, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and if we like move our feet, it makes life easier too. So yeah. I think we should done this more and uh, same in uh, ozone, you know, um, just getting more inside you know, screen the goalie and just want to score, so. Yeah. How was it playing with Henry last night? It was good. I mean, uh, I think we did a pretty good job, uh, um, you know, and we played in D, on the D zone and um, we did some ozone stuff as well, so mm -hmm. it was good. I remember, um, you know, he got a little bit of time at the end of last year um, and then, you know, before that he was obviously in college. You know, you go back a couple years with you, you only got a couple games in the NHL. Like, obviously you've played your most games in a season at the NHL this year. Like, do you remember what, what it was like when it was him, like when he was getting that first kind of longer look and getting that chance? I mean, yeah, of course, uh, you know, my first game, I got called up. Well, yeah, I got called up and um, I was so excited and, you know, a little bit stressed too. Yeah. You know, nervous. But once I stepped on ice, it was good. And I just felt like what a different hockey. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it worked well for me. I played, like, almost 20 minutes of that game. And uh, my first game, like, I scored, you know. I, I actually told my wife before the game, I don't know why, but I told her I usually don't. But, like, I said, I'm going to score. And I scored, <laughs> which is cool. And every uh, uh, in my family, everybody was so happy, you know. Yeah. And I made them happy, and they were proud, which is, makes me feel good and uh, gives me, like, confidence, too. So. Yeah. Uh, when you got that first game, did uh, were your friends and family back home, did they stay up to watch, or did they check out the highlights the next day? Because, obviously, big-time difference. I mean, my uh, – like – uh, right now, whole my family stays up. I'm really? Able to watch, yeah, because it's uh, for them. It's morning. We yeah. Have like a game at seven thirty, so it's easier for them. But like uh, last year, I mean, when I was in NHL, like uh, they would all be up and watch. But now, uh, because I think it's if you have seven thirty here, I think back home it's like five thirty. Or yeah. or six thirty. It's, it's a time. It's early, but yeah, get some yeah. coffee, watch some hockey. I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> I like get up early, so yeah. No, I'm this, I was up at four thirty this morning. My, uh, <laughs> my dad, he likes to get up early, and like when I go back home, and um, we like we meet, like we like have a house in a Moscow, like basically like whole family mm -hmm. stays there just to like spend some time together. Um, so we all go there and uh, everybody sleeps. But like me and my dad would wake up in the morning and just have a coffee and a little <laughs> shot. So. That's nice. That's the way to do it, man. That's, that's the right type of vacation. Get everybody together and just chill out in one space. Mm -hmm. um, what are you guys looking at going into the game tomorrow night uh, against Arizona? I mean, uh, just play the way we played. Uh, uh, so just uh, move our feet 
you know, yeah. uh, create some offensive uh, play in D zone, like uh, structure D zone, uh, be on top of the people. So nice. Well, I'll let you go, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time, and we'll talk soon. All right. Yeah. Thank you. So I really had an interesting time talking with Nikita because I have not had the chance to really sit down with him much. Uh, since he's been a member of the San Jose Sharks, but he continues to be, um, you know, in the lineup game in, game out, and he's played more games now at this point of the season than he had previously in his NHL career. Like last year, he played in a total of 10 games. The year before that, only five. He's also got a career high in points. Uh, he had two in 21. He had one in 22, and this year he's got six already. So he continues to trend in the right direction and is another one of those impact players uh, by, by way of that trade from New Jersey where we saw Timo Meyer on the move and we saw a lot of players coming in. Obviously, we have to wait for all the timelines to play out to fully judge that trade, but if I did have to make a relatively quick decision, I would say that up to this point, the Sharks are winning that trade. That said, not every trade has to be seen as ultimately a competition of who is winning and or losing more to the extent that, yes, both sides could very well end up winning from this trade, especially if Timo Meyer finds his game to the level it was at previously with the Sharks and is able to really help them make deep runs into the postseason. And if the Sharks end up with Zetterland and Mahmoudoulin, as well as Ohochuk, by the way, working on that pronunciation still, uh, but yeah, there's a situation where everybody wins and everybody comes out on the positive band. But right now, even though the Sharks were in a better situation after that win against Winnipeg 2-1, they've had three straight losses. And in all of those, the offense hasn't been there. They got shut out versus Arizona. They only scored two against Colorado, and they only scored one against LA. So only three goals combined in their last three games. Granted, I think part of the narrative overall has to be taken into consideration that they've played eight out of their last 10 on the road. And now uh, I think probably are going to be a little bit more rested and ready for tonight's game against Arizona. Arizona certainly not world beaters at this point, but definitely like every team in the NHL going to represent a distinct challenge. If we take a look at the standings right now, Nashville currently sitting fifth in the central division, 16 wins, 13 losses and two overtime losses. They've got 30 points. Uh, 34 points, excuse me, three ahead of St. Louis, four ahead of Minnesota, and 13 ahead of Nashville. And that is, of course, going to be 13 points ahead of where the San Jose Sharks are. They are in the bottom of the Pacific, three points back of Anaheim, six back of Edmonton, 10 back of the Kraken, as well as Calgary, 19 back of the Kings. They are going to be 25 back of Vancouver and 26 back of Vegas. But I do expect the Sharks to put forth their best ever tonight that we've seen since that game against Winnipeg. Like I said, the game against Arizona where they went back out onto the road, I think they were very, very tired. Then they had to go to elevation and play against Colorado. There was a five-minute major in the first three minutes of the game, nine minutes in the box in the first period. That game really lacked a distinct flow, and they were chasing the game from very early. And at that point, uh, they had played eight of nine on the road and then coming home against LA really, really bad matchup for San Jose as good as they have been defensively. Um, if they caught LA on the second night of a back-to-back -back, probably would have had a better chance like the Kraken were able to do. Uh, but LA just uh, rolling guys, I don't know those lines. They just come at you swarming so good on defense, so sound technically and uh, just a very, very good team right now. They don't blow you out of the water, but it feels like they do a lot of the little things. A lot of the complete game aspect is a big part of how they're winning games. Plus, um, you know, they're 13-1-1 one one 
on the road. And they lost last night at home, but on the road, L.A. has been absolutely phenomenal. But we are just about out of time. Be sure to join us tonight at 7 o'clock for live pregame coverage right here on the Sharks Audio Network. Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda as they get you ready for tonight's clash against the Coyotes. That game gets underway at 7.30. It's also going to be on ESPN+, Plus, which means, once again, if you want to sync it up with your TV, you can do so and get that home broadcast. I'll see you all tomorrow morning on Morning Tide for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.